Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of The Chat. We have so much to discuss as we now return to our Hot Topics format instead of a top five. And before we get into all we have to talk about, we do have to start off on a sad note. Uh, This episode will be dedicated to Forrest Compton, who passed away earlier this week from complications of the coronavirus. Forrest Compton was best known for playing the role of Mike Carr on the Edge of Night for 14 years. Our thoughts and prayers are with his friends, family, and the rest of his loved ones. With all that being said, let's get into talking to our co-host for a bit. Rodrigo, welcome back. How are you? How are you guys? I'm doing well. And Alan, how are you? I guess I'm okay. Now I have a lot of fears. At least, well, at least he was getting dead. So he starts fucking lying your fucking hair to get like fucker. And I we're off. Already, just hitting it hard. Oh well, okay, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> and the woman who is learning so much from three gays. How are you, Dee? Uh, um, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. One peasant and three gays. Tiggs, how are ya? I'm doing fucking swell. <laughs> you guys, see what quarantine has done to the co-host? <sighs> well, let's Make sure just... Make sure you selfies. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what I've been saying every time I talk to you. <laughs> God. Okay, well. <laughs> right <Rod-a- laughs> Rodrigo, since... (laughs) Okay, so, Rodrigo, (laughs) since uh, you are back with us, we're going to go to you first. I want your thoughts on the uh, General Hospital writers deciding to give Laura Wright and the character of Carly a centric episode. So give us your thoughts on that, and do you think it was needed? Think I'm, 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 I hate Laura Wright and everything she stands for. I do not hate Laura Wright. I love Laura Wright. She's been my girl since loving. Everybody knows that. But, but this Carly centric episode, from what I've been told, is going about her. You know, Eden McCoy will be playing Carly in the flashback, in whatever the flashback they're going to create. And JP, uh, what's his name? James Patrick Stewart and Cynthia Walker will be playing Frank and Virginia Benson. And someone will be playing Little Nell. Now, how, I don't know how old Carly and Nell are supposed to be as far as, far as age, but if they're going to go back to a Carly Centric episode with Nell, make it make sense. I know it's not going to make a lick of sense. It's going to be rewritten history. Um, What's going to be new about Carly and Nell? Is Carly and Nell's mother all of a sudden? Like, I, what, what is the point of this? Is Carly witness something about Nell? 
I didn't know Nell, Carly even knew Nell existed. I, I forgot all about that backstory, buddy. The Carly, I don't get it. I don't get it. It looks to me like a waste of time. Um, it's not needed. And I don't think it's necessary, but I haven't seen the episode, so I think it's airing tomorrow or Wednesday, I believe. So we'll see if they're going to surprise me, but from what I've read about it and what I know, it's not going to be good. I'm sorry. It's not going to be good. So... Do do you think that this episode was needed, and do you think it just is GH trying to get Emmy bait? Now, but I'm going to watch it so I can drag it. That I will do. 
So, Tiggs, let me ask you this. What do you think would have ever been the point for an almost 60-year-old show to retcon the backstory of a character who's been there for 24 years? seen a centric episode for besides Carly? Liz or well, maybe even for Dave or something like that but yes by the story I heard about the February I had mixed feelings because well number one and no one really wants to call it a centric episode and this retcon doesn't really make very much sense because wouldn't the colleague remember now when she came to town? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, she would have been old enough. She would have been old enough to remember now if they were going to play that angle. But, that part. but I, I do get why they're doing this. It's, it's the most dramatic angle for the story for Nina to be known mother. So I get it. It would have been boring if it was Willow. Understand.
she could have been part of the backstory. I mean, come on now. This is, it's too much. Carly, the fans have had enough of Carly, the majority of them, have had enough of her. Uh, and you want to do more with Carly, another, it's not necessary. It's a waste. But I would have liked to see Monica. We could have did Monica, yo. Well, shoot, we could have filled in Monica's past when she was an orphan. Um, exactly. And Eden McCoy could have played a young Monica in the orphanage. Oh. Well, they would never do that because they don't, they don't care about Monica. That's true, they yeah. They don't care about their one of their yeah, longest tenured cast members. <laughs> Besides, keep her as they the chief of staff. They, they, they do the bare bitch with Laura. Laura got the goddamn system. That's so goddamn. Kid Shirai is already mad already. He's he already putting it out there. He don't even want to promote his appearances anymore. <laughs> he's like, he's had enough. Ken Shriner's they about to punch to Frank Valentini in the gut. the thing. I don't think... going on on General Hospital right now is not going to make anybody want to DVR it after we all are allowed to go back outside, you know? And 
That's the hope, because some of our soaps reached ratings high. Windar, um, Days, and GH, um, and B&B all were up tremendously in viewers. Some soaps even reached two years high. Um, so, Tiggs, talk to me a little bit about these quarantine ratings, and do you think that any soap can continue to have strong ratings after we are all lifted from our quarantines? No, because they don't want to pay anybody. See, look, I'm surprised why not. Well, hey, Y&R showed Brenda Dixon. Look, I was watching that Victor and Nikki episode, and Brenda Dixon came in there saying, Hello, Catherine. I mean... You watch your mouth. say I do like that GH is having people introduce those classic episodes well okay those episodes sorry I misspoke but yeah you know they are they are on the right track I mean Laura Wright's gonna come on Laura Wright's gonna come on and she's gonna be like last week. Yeah, they were beating the Ava Centric episode, which I kind you know, I know I'm kind of, I love Ava, but that was actually a good episode that they got to Because and then Meg Brack got old dog. I love that episode, but then Meg Ward come back as the real King Howard, so that would be my surprise. Sure was. The rim, Kay Howard, sorry, Kelly Sullivan, sorry, girl. You 
<laughs> sorry, Paprika. Sorry, Paprika. Oh no, see, okay. Re rebuttal because to pick it's not hard to pick classic episodes it's not hard to pick classic episodes That's what you do. If you don't want to go through the trouble of having to dig through actual classic moments, then you just go based off your anniversary. Say, okay, play the 10,000th episode. Play the 30th anniversary. Play, just go through your big milestones, and that makes it so much easier because you don't want to do the legwork to actually find something fans love, like Wyandar did with Nikki and Victor's first wedding. lost their minds when Gene Cooper came on in that 1984 episode. I mean, my Twitter feed was full of, OMG, Catherine, oh my god, Gene Cooper, I miss her so much. It's not that hard. I mean, my god, Frank Valentini's always grinning too hard on the Twitter. I'm sure he could find out what fans are saying. I mean, it's not hard. Shit out. 
Well, speaking of a soap opera that we all loved at one point that is no longer with us, as the world turns, cast members gathered through a video conference service known as Zoom for a mini reunion, and it even included Don Hastings, who is looking rather well. Dee, what did you think of the news of As the World Turns stars getting together for a reunion, and do you hope that more soaps do this? Um, I think it was cool, but they kind of did it during the time that another soap was on, so I was watching the other soap. <laughs> um, I try to support the ones that are on the air. I mean, that sounds real messed up, but, I mean, thanks to Twitter, I got to see the whole thing after the fact. I mean, I think it's cool that you can, like, show these people and their history that they're still friends and stuff like that. Like, I thought it was cool. I just didn't watch it live because, you know, um, I was live tweeting. Um, shows are actually on the air. But I love them as the world turns, and I loved everybody that was on there, so I was like, I was okay with it. I was like, oh, this is cool. They should do this more often. You know, they should do it on TV. How about that? That's where I was at. Alan, um, Guiding Light will be taking advantage of this as well and doing a YouTube Live um, reunion um, in two days. Uh, so are you excited for that? And what other soaps would you like to see do a cast reunion? Okay, I'm very excited for Guiding Light. I think it's great, but we are still, all still friends. They still keep in touch. It gives us something to look forward to when things are pretty bleak right now. I, I'd like to see a lot of reunion. I'd like to see a passion reunion. Maybe even do four Charles. All my children. Yeah, everyone. Just do them all. There's a lot. Now, Tiggs, um, Let's transition into our daytime talk shows. Uh, Wendy Williams, Ellen DeGeneres, and Rachel Ray have all been confirmed for coming back to television. However, they will all be doing at-home segments. So, Tiggs, let me ask you this. Do you think it's a good idea to have these productions on television at home, or do you think they should have waited it out? I mean, it's pretty much just going to be like Instagram Live, our little Instagram Live session. I mean, you're going to have Ellen cracking a few jokes and probably, you know, having random people doing tricks and shit. Uh, our little celebrity friends popping in to say hello. And whatever. Um, because, I mean, with Wendy, it's like, there's not really any hot topics right now. Everything is coronavirus, coronavirus, coronavirus. So what is she going to be talking about? There hasn't really been any gossip. So what is she going to send a phone about? I mean... That was okay. my thought, too. And I love and then, Wendy. And, 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 and the most entertaining may be Rachel Ray. Because I'm always like Rachel Ray. Rachel Ray always talks to you like she... Oh, God, her. I can't stand her. Ugh. You know, I've never had a problem with Rachel Ray. She may be the most entertaining out of the three of them. Because it's like, you know, she could
Rodrigo, um, what, out of those three shows, which show do you think will benefit the most from doing an at-home production? So, I mean, maybe Rachel Ray, because she's probably actually going to cook at home. So, I'm sure she has, like, a big-ass kitchen at home and whatnot. So, she can do a home production over there. It'll be interactive, and maybe she'll have other people cooking with her, or something like that. I actually think, I'm actually fascinated by seeing these talk shows working from home. I just, I think it's the wave of the future that you're watching right now. Maybe in the next five, ten years, they might say, we don't need audience members anymore. And we'll just do these shows on the cheap and just have their ass to stay at home and entertain us from home. I don't know, they have the technology for it. People are now using these technology apps like Zoom. I never even heard of Zoom before this coronavirus came out. So I'm just learning more about all these other apps besides FaceTime and whatnot, where you can do, you know, and like you're seeing all these celebrities on live on Instagram Live doing shows. Uh, I I just find it fascinating. Uh, Wendy, you know. Wendy's always gonna find some. She'll find some tea somewhere. That, that lady, she can, <laughs> she, she she can come up with, and she will find that tea. So I might even worry about her trying to find it. She'll find it. And then, by the way, if she came from the radio, Wendy came from the radio, so she doesn't need to have an audience per se to be entertaining. So mm-hmm. she can, she'll probably make a show like her radio show used to be. Probably. So. I'm not worried about that. I think it's fascinating. The view, now they're starting to have the view with the girls staying at home now. I think they're, oddly enough, they get along better when, not, when they're not in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> it, you know, it works out There's better. There's nothing odd about that, though. There's nothing odd about that, in my transition to Days of Our Lives, um, I want to talk to you a little bit about Paul Telfer's recent Soap She Knows interview. Um, This was pretty interesting. Paul Telfer opened up about another role that he originally auditioned for. Um, 
In the interview, he said, My agent called and said, I know you don't want to do a soap opera, but Days of Our Lives is offering a large sum of money to be on standby in case this actor can't make it. He was sick. It was for the role of EJ, but fortunately, James Scott was well enough and I got paid even though they didn't use me. So, Dee, were you shocked to learn that Paul Telfer was originally up for the part of EJ? No. <laughs> talked about his recent storyline with the character of Sarah Horton, played by Lindsay Godfrey, and he said that he was concerned at first that the show was making him too soft too soon, and that he would love the character to snap back to his old ways. So, Alan, do you think the show has made Xander too soft? Well, not really. He's still full of baby, so he's not that soft. He's not like Ben, he just sits around and sucks the air <laughs> So, that's all Ben does, he just sucks the air That's his whole, his whole lot in life. Just humping. And, and, no. well, it is a pretty good lot in life. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I don't think Andrew's gone too soft because he's still doing bad things, but he's just not doing bad things for love. Alrighty then. As opposed to when he was doing bad things and like blackmailing, you know, Nicole in the marriage and stuff like that. But at least he's already You know? Yeah, his has changed. But he's still a bad boy up underneath there, and that's what I like about it. Like, he has this little soft side of him when he's with Sarah. He makes Sarah tolerable to some of the fans that don't really like her. But up underneath that, he's still Xander. And he will still, when it comes down to it, he, to me, he's like the only one that's loyal to Victor. <laughs> he's like the only one that's loyal to family. So I feel like he still has that bad boy edge to him. And I don't think, I mean, I think they're doing a good job of playing both sides of him because he will get his hands dirty if he needs to, even if it's a raggedy old Mac. Well, let's talk to our bad boy of the podcast. Tiggs, where can they find you on Twitter? Yes, we want a villain, but we need you to be viable. You can't write to a tool for it. You can't be a damn serious. 
Well, let's talk to a man. <laughs> let's talk to a man who you can always find in a. to somebody who fans always want to see with their shirt off. Rodrigo, where can they find you on Twitter? see him on there. You know, you know who Michael Park could play? And I, I was just thinking about this. Michael Park could play um, Tom Hardy. He could be Tom Hardy. And the always so elegant D, where can they find you on Twitter? I know that you didn't mention me, Tapas, but we're gonna leave that alone. Um, <laughs> you can find me at at you can find me at Lustful as always. And then the always so lovely, always so beautiful Alan, where can they find you on Twitter? See, Alan would start doing what Melrose Place did back in the 90s where Charles Pratt Jr. would cast all those porn actors. That's what Alan would do. How you doing, Tracy isn't Lords? Alan would do Johnny Rapid is Morgan Carrithos. <laughs> 